Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. This is episode 50 of Fangirl Forum. Can you believe it? I barely can. Thank you so much for putting up with my fangirl shenanigans for 50 episodes. And what better way to celebrate 50 episodes of fangirling by fangirling over some Oscar noms. On Tuesday morning, the Academy announced the nominations for the 94th Oscars. There were some historic nominations, surprises, and of course, some big snubs. And I don't want to waste any time. I just want to get straight into it. So joining me once again is my friend and the cinephile behind CLT Cinephile on Instagram. Give it up for Emily Dominguez. Hey, friend. Hello. I'm so excited to be here talking about one of my favorite things, Oscars and Oscar nominations. My favorite time of year. So I'm very excited that we get to chat. This is your Super Bowl. It really is. I saw earlier you teased that you had like spreadsheets out. And I mean, even back in back in our days of college, you used to keep the spreadsheets and uh, we watched nominations together in the morning. Did you watch the Oscar nominations live oh, this morning? Absolutely. I always love watching the nomination ceremony. Yes, I have it a little bit easier than you being three hours ahead. Didn't have to wait, wake up quite as early, but it's still very exciting nonetheless. It's the first year in a long time that I did not wake up early to watch it. I still woke up early, but I didn't see the nominations until later, but Oh my gosh, I definitely have like a lot of thoughts of just this year, this award season, and it's it's all finally come to this, to this morning. So I just want to start off with you. Like, are you overall happy with the nominations? What are your general thoughts for this year? Yeah, I think I'm overall happy. There weren't as many like really exciting nominations in my book or nominations that were really surprising that were also really exciting, if that makes sense. I think a lot of the nominations I kind of predicted and was expecting to hear their name called this morning. There definitely were some kind of snubs and pleasant surprises, but nothing that was personally very exciting, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. I agree. I think based on the nominations this morning, there wasn't anything that like, jazzed me about like the nominations a lot of it felt very predictable there was only a couple that I was kind of off on there were definitely some surprises and arguably a couple of snubs that I was a little disappointed by but like nothing that's made me like rage against the academy by any means but there are there's only a handful that I feel like feeling a lot of gumption towards of like seeing nominations for but like there's also some stuff I'm like okay there was a few categories that I got like five out of five you know what I predicted what would happen so not necessarily a bad thing but it's not it wasn't like explosive yeah yeah sometimes it's it's fun I mean the Oscars generally kind of go hand in hand with a lot of the precursor awards, you know, the Golden Globes, BAFTAs, Critics' Choice, SAG. But 
You know, every now and then there are like very surprising out there nominations. So it's always fun to see that. But yeah, this year didn't get as many of those in my opinion, but there were a lot of really great things that happened, I think. And for the most part, none of the snubs, you know, quote unquote snubs, I was not overly upset about any of those. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about snubs though. What is your pick for the biggest snub out of the nominations this morning? Ooh, there's definitely a couple. Probably the one that I care most deeply about was that Tick, Tick, Boom did not get nominated in Best Picture. That's one of my favorite films of the year. So I was sad to not see their name called. What about you? That's my biggest snub as well. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was a shoe in for Best Picture, especially with the Best Actor nomination, even Best Editing. Like it just seemed ripe for like, this was going to happen. And a lot of the predictions were leaning in that direction. So the fact that it didn't get in was a big snub in my book. And then also, I got to say, for me, another snub was Denis Villeneuve not getting in for Best Director. After 10 nominations for Dune, he was able to film what was deemed the unfilmable. Like, nobody has been able to successfully adapt Dune And he did it. Well, at least part one. But the fact that it had 10 nominations and even a nomination for Best Picture and couldn't get that Best Director nomination, that felt like a big snub in my book. Yeah, that was probably my second kind of biggest shock was that he was not in that category. But really with both of those, well, we can talk about you know, what our kind of favorites are things later. But in director, I don't know who of those I would have taken out. I think it's really exciting to see Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, so I apologize. Always exciting to see. And that that was one of the things I was excited about. It's always nice to see when the international feature films that are nominated are also recognized in other categories. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lot of that this year and it wasn't just one film that kind of carried over. There were multiple films that were nominated in multiple categories. So that was really exciting. Actually, we definitely get to see that as a trend in recent years. I think even starting with like Roma and Cold War, ever since then, I feel like every year we've seen that like surprise international film favorite director also get into that category even if it doesn't get into like best picture vice versa so it is exciting to see like international film like breakthrough in multiple categories and even I think like worst person in the world got in for a screenplay nomination which was super awesome Flea got in for Mm -hmm. three categories which is crazy yeah Um, not sure we'll ever see a best international feature film be nominated for both animated feature and documentary feature ever again but that was exciting yeah so yeah that and that makes sense you know if that's presumably the film that's going to win that category why wouldn't the director of that film be recognized in directing so very excited to see that yeah crazy that Jenny missed out Um, Do you have a pick for your biggest surprise of the nominations? Mm, Let's see. 
Okay, this was a pleasant surprise, and it it might not be a surprise to some people, but I was so excited that Kristen Stewart got nominated because I was convinced that she was going to miss out because it has seemed that she's missed, you know, a couple of the other awards recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't wasn't in for BAFTA or for Critics' Choice, so I. I was suspicious that people had kind of forgotten about her and her performance in Spencer. Mm-hmm. I was very excited that that she managed to get a nomination. I think that was a well-deserved performance. It's definitely a different type of performance, not a regular kind of biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it, though, and kind of her interpretation of Diana. Yeah, I when I saw Spencer when while it was in theaters, it definitely I walked away from the movie being like there's no way she doesn't get a nomination because she is so she really does immerse herself in this performance and like there were times that I forgot that it was Kristen Stewart which is I always think a good marker of a great performance and just the way that Diana was interpreted in this was so unique that I thought it was worthy of nomination. I'm a little bummed that the score didn't get nominated because I thought it was yeah. a very well done score, but it did not make it in. But Kristen got in and that matters. Yeah, Kristen got in and, and um, well, Johnny Greenwood, who did also The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still got in there, just not for both films. Yeah. Yeah, another other surprise. No Lady Gaga. No I know. I have not, I will say, I have not seen House of Gucci yet. Really? Um, really, I've not. Because I've heard such mi- mixed things about it, it just hasn't been the priority lately. Well, but, it's but clear that I- was a good movie to skip out on because it got, like, shut out, essentially. Almost. It, it is still on my watch list because it got in for... Uh, makeup and hairstyling for those who don't know I try I last year was the first year I ever actually did I try to watch as many of the nominated films as possible last year I watched everything that was very exciting don't know if it's going to happen this year but we will see how far I get (laughs) we'll try we'll try not as upset that uh, Jared Leto did not get nominated Dude, he got nominated for a Razzie and people were still convinced he was going to get nominated. And it's happened before people get nominated. Yes. um, I have seen House of Gucci and I can say I am actually pretty, I'm pretty pleased that he did not get nominated just because he had some cringy dialogue and I don't know what he was doing. But I was surprised that Lady Gaga didn't get in as like a former nominee. And I thought she was great for what that movie was. I wish that movie was 30 minutes shorter and it would have been a better movie. Yeah. It's also surprising that Judy Dench got in over, well, not necessarily over, but that her performance in Belfast was nominated over Catriona. Yes. I was so my biggest surprise everything yeah up until today and you know it's got to be hard like Catriona like had 
gotten all of the nominations leading up to this point. So it seemed like a lock. So to have Judy Dench like slide in there was definitely a big surprise. And also Jesse Buckley getting in for supporting actress as well was like a surprise for me because I, yeah, I didn't even have her as a thought in my mind to be in. So that was, I am thrilled about Jesse Buckley. She's one of my favorite kind of more up and coming actresses. I was thrilled to see her. Fun fact, because I did some digging of these, of the supporting acting categories. Mm -hmm. Eight of the 10 are first time nominees. Wow. That's exciting. And also fun fact, Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons starred in, I thinking of ending things last Mm -hmm. year and now they're both nominated in the best supporting actors categories for different movies. So clearly working with Kaufman will help you get to eventual Oscar nomination. Yep. And speaking of people sharing the same film getting nominated, we got J.K. Simmons, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Andrew Garfield. Just gotta, just gotta say, I got to maybe John Watts knows something as well. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home for all the people who are upset that it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. It was never going to be nominated. It was never going picture. to get in. But I think it does show that a movie like that can help your Oscar run if you have like a very well-loved movie box office it gets you back into people's minds uh talking about the other projects they've been working on so jk simmons who was a surprise for me getting in for being the ricardos benedict cumberbatch and andrew garfield both i thought were locks anyways but i think the buzz and them being out in the press as much as they were for spider-man helped them out and that is why they got nominated so could be yeah, he was a little bit of a surprise. Really, Jesse Plemons, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised to see. I wish that Mike Faze had gotten nominated. I know. Because he was really my favorite part of that whole movie. He was magnetic. Every time he was on screen, he was the center of attention for me. Between him and Ariana DeBose, like, I couldn't look away from either of them. So I was hoping for, like... I did put him in my gold derby nomination as like a Hail Mary. Like, what if this happened? This would be yeah. so great. But you know. also, it would have been really funny if he had gotten nominated for an Oscar for supporting actor. And then over in the other side of things, Ben Platt was nominated for a Razzie. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, just the, the different yeah. paths life can take you on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I also, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting this to happen, but it would have been cool to see Rita Moreno get nominated, mm-hmm. you know, for this revival or revival. I'm in Broadway land adaptation of the film that she won an Oscar for earlier. It but definitely would have been a nice like Oscar narrative, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, that narrative, you know, sometimes that that will pull you in. <laughs> Just like the Oscars love a good like story and a narrative and it, especially like the publicist too, to be like, this is, you know, why this person should win. Look at this story. Another surprise was no Aaron Sorkin in screenplay. Yeah. Uh, 
which again, I'm not really upset about because I didn't love being the Ricardos, but I feel like at the same time, you never want to bet against Sorkin in a screenplay category, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And especially with like all of the acting nominations being the Ricardos got and all of them benefited from his screenplay, it does seem a little surprising that he didn't get in for that. Yeah. But again, we get the worst person in the world yeah. being able to cross into a different category other than just international feature. Because it's, it's, yeah, definitely high time that that stops being like a story or something unique that happens yeah I think those are my my main things the only other thing that I was sad about was no French dispatch anywhere I know I was hoping it would get into like production design um, or even score score. I mean yeah Alexander Desplat is like an Oscar fave at this point especially when he does Wes Anderson movies so I I was shocked like there was no French dispatch I was surprised there was nothing for the Green Knight, honestly, even in mm. cinematography, I thought best it was, hair. <laughs> oh my gosh, best hair for sure to Jeff Patel. Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. Okay, let's talk the, the main conversation here. Best picture this is the, we finally have 10 nominees, 10 films up for the grand prize here. So I will read them off. We have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. All right. So fun fact, before I started recording this podcast, I had seen six out of the 10 nominees and this afternoon, it has now changed to eight out of the 10 nominees. What movies did I watch today? Can oh, what did guess? you watch today? Yeah, what did I watch oh, today? I'm going to say, let's see. Today you watched Don't Look Up and Coda. One of those is correct. Oh, okay. I watched Coda. And the power of the dog. Oh, okay. So by process of elimination, I have two movies left to watch. Want to guess or do you want me to just tell you? You still have to see Drive My Car. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and Don't Look Up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have seen... Seven of the 10 nominations. So which ones do I still need to watch? I think Drive My Car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. East Coast Problems. East Coast Problems. South East Coast Problems. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm going to say Licorice Pizza and Nightmare Alley. One of those is correct. So licorice, licorice pizza and Belfast. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. I actually watched Nightmare Alley this weekend. Look at you. 
Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Belfast. No, I haven't. I, I know I need to catch up. Of the, do you want to guess how many of the total, all of the films that I still need to watch? Ooh, yeah. Guess what percentage I'm at. I mean. Like I've seen X percent of all of the nominated films. I mean, I think you are more on top of it than I am. But you hadn't seen Belfast. So that is, like, I'm very surprised by that. So I'm going to say you are at, at about 75 to 80% done. Of all of the movies? Oh, wait, hold on. Of all of the movies that are nominated, including shorts. <laughs> okay, fine. I say you're at like 65%. No, I'm at 35%. What? <laughs> There's a, okay, all of the shorts. I haven't seen any of those. Okay. Many of the documentary. Feature. International and... features. Okay. That's, seen, that's fair. I've seen one of the international features. Okay. I saw The Hand of God. Oh, okay. So I have work to do if if I'm going to. (laughs) If you're going to achieve this. Well, if you're at 35%, then I've got I've got long ways to go. (laughs) Okay, all right. Let's let's talk about best picture. So of the 10 that that have been nominated, what do you think of this list? Do you think this best represents the year of film that we've had? Uh, why or why not? overall thoughts yeah again I wish Tick Tick Boom had been in this list that was my main kind of oversight but I think it's pretty kind of representative of like what the conversation has been over the big movies I am very much looking forward to whenever I get to see Drive My Car because I've heard nothing but outstanding things about that I don't really know anything about it because I don't want to I kind of want to go in without knowing much so very excited to see that in there, but yeah, I think it's, you know, kind of a good mix of, I don't know, kind of more showy films and some kind of smaller, more quiet films and, you know, kind of more outside of the box things. Yeah. I agree. I I mean, a lot of this list doesn't really surprise me. Again, I'm surprised that Tick, Tick, Boom didn't make the list. I'm honestly kind of surprised being the Ricardos didn't make the list only because of all of the talk around Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. And I think it was up for some like of the Guild Awards too. So I was kind of surprised it didn't get in. Very surprised that Nightmare Alley managed to get in. I was one of the people who saw the movie and did not enjoy the movie and I felt really bad about it. So I don't think it's necessarily worthy of Best Picture, but I can understand why it did get in or I'm trying to understand why it got in and make peace with it, but I'm not like curses it got in it was a garbage movie it has artistic value and you know Guillermo del Toro is a fantastic director I just I didn't connect with the story the same way that other people have connected to it yeah that wasn't my favorite either but I mean if I had to like pick one of these to go it would be don't look up Mm -hmm. it was I mean entertaining I thought but 
I felt that it I was kind of trying to say too many things to where I didn't really know what it was trying to say, mm. if that makes sense. You know, like, is it a critique on COVID? Is it a critique on like social media? Is it like, and it was kind of all of those things, but sometimes when, you know, you're trying to comment on everything, then you kind of lose like what it's actually about. Totally. I've been having the hankering to watch The Big Short again, which Mm -hmm. was a movie I really enjoyed from Adam McKay. So like to see, to think about him from there, having a very clear thing that he was talking about, like the housing crisis of 2008 to going to a movie where he's trying to touch on a lot of different issues. Like maybe he needs to scale back a bit. Yeah, I agree. I love the big short. But Adam McKay, he's a very, he's got a very specific kind of style and point of view, which is not a bad thing. I think directors should have that, but Mm -hmm. it's not one that I personally relate to or love as much. So, Okay, I got to ask this because this also seems to be a movie that has been kind of divisive amongst critics and fans or just across the board in film Twitter world. What did you think of Licorice Pizza? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, wait, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Sorry. I haven't seen that one yet. But again, Paul Thomas Anderson for me, for me personally is kind of hit or miss. Mm -hmm. Like some of his movies I really love. Some I'm like not a fan of at all. I think he's a great filmmaker. It's just again, personal preference, but yeah. Hey. You know, before March 27th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I expect a text message with all of your thoughts mm-hmm. on licorice pizza. I saw it at the beginning of this year with friends and I wish I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it more than Phantom Thread, which mm. I definitely had a very strong opinion against that movie. Interesting. Okay. Um so I enjoyed Licorice Pizza for the time period, the the music, the aesthetic. Alana Heim was really good in it. But the story itself is hard for me to connect with. So I I did not enjoy it as much as I wish I could have. However, a movie that I just recently watched, Coda. Two hours ago. <laughs> A little more than that. So I watched Coda first and then I watched The Power of the Dog because of all of the nominations to Power of the Dog. I was like, okay, I really need to watch this before I record this um, since it was the most nominated movie this year. Coda, oh my gosh, incredible. I remember I was like a few months ago, my neighbors had just watched it and they were just like processing it. And I was like, oh man, I really need to watch this. But for whatever reason I never got around to it until today wow Mm -hmm. what a wonderful heartwarming emotional movie that I was just totally delighted by it went by really fast it is a I think it's kind of a crowd pleaser in the vein of Belfast as well which whenever you see it you can agree or disagree with that statement but Man, a movie that was distributed by Apple TV Plus getting in and just being so delightful 
I'm just floored that it was able to get in and stay in, especially for how early this movie came out. Because that's usually like what kills campaigns, like the fact that Kristen Stewart got in because Spencer had come out so early, people were afraid she wasn't going to get it. Coda is proof you can sustain that kind of momentum very steadily along and get into the best picture race, which is exciting. Yeah, Coda is like by far my favorite of this list, which is, I feel like usually there's like maybe three or four that I really, really love, but I don't necessarily feel that way this year. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a couple of these I haven't seen yet, so maybe that answer will change. But Coda is definitely my my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. <laughs> okay, so all, but <laughs> all right, who do you think as of now will win Best Picture? Okay, I'm going to say it'll be The Power of the Dog. Hmm. Okay. What would you say? I would say either Belfast or The Power of the Dog. I think Belfast in particular is a very personal movie from Kenneth Branagh. It's shot wonderfully. It's a very personal story of his upbringing that has a lot of love and heart, but also heartbreak in it. And you see the seeds of where like Kenneth Branagh's like love for movies and entertainment came from in it that like it really sweeps you away. And I really loved it when I saw it, but then it has also kind of faded from memory a bit as like we have gone further into this year. So I'm a little worried about it, but because of preferential voting, I do think Belfast has a shot to win as well as The Power of the Dog, which after just watching it, man, that was quite a movie to watch and I was a little afraid of it being like two hours oh my gosh I really need to hurry up and watch this is this going to keep me engaged as long as it does and it really sticks with you it is such a like psychological has you on the edge of your seat kind of drama in 1920s Montana and here's Benedict Cumberbatch trying to like groom this kid and then spoilers 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 the kid like one-ups him and it is like mesmerizing to watch it once you realize like how this is all gonna go down I was just like this the whole time you can't see me audio listeners I'm just like (gasps) what and that last shot too of Peter Cody Smith McPhee's character I was just like dang brilliant Mm -hmm. it really does have a shot to win best picture in my eyes I'm gonna say it's Netflix's year yeah I might eat my words later but I think if any you know this definitely has the you know biggest chance that we've seen so far I think of Netflix winning well Roma yeah Roma really did have a shot but that's the thing that is what has me from definitively saying power of the dog it's because of the netflix of it all the academy has had such a bias against handing out that coveted award to a streaming platform and 
I mean, of the ones that are nominated, it's not as strong from the other contenders that haven't been on streaming platforms. But because of preferential voting, they could finagle their way out of giving it to a streaming service. Potentially, yeah. I think that argument is getting less and less valid, especially as oh yeah, more people are you know choosing to stay home to watch movies just to, from a safety standpoint, or they haven't been able to you know go back to the movies still at this point. But who knows what the Academy, you know, voter thinks. <laughs> as they are deciding, but yeah, it is interesting to know. I think half of these are either streaming or were kind of like day date release or almost like Dune and King Richard. I think we're both on HBO max. They were don't look up and power of the dog and Coda are all streaming and well, nightmare alley is now on Hulu. Okay. So didn't start out on Hulu, but it's now, you know, on one of the other major, streaming services you know that was a quick move to a streaming service after it was in theaters yeah so yeah I think we're definitely going to see that be more of a trend moving forward or if it's not on a streaming platform or it's not simultaneously opening that window is going to be a lot shorter of when we see certain movies hit streaming platforms Like even I saw the tragedy of Macbeth in theaters. And then I think it was like a week or two later, it was on Apple TV plus available Mm -hmm. for people to watch. So, I mean, that's how I watched it because again, movie theaters around where I live don't really play a lot of these, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a shame. Charlotte do better. Yeah. I'm always going to love the movie, like going to the movies, but Mm -hmm. I also would rather be able to see the movies if it's, you know, between that and nothing. For sure. It's a, you know, it's a lot of gray area. (laughs) For sure. Shall we move on to best director? Let's do it. Okay. So our five best director nominees are Mr. PTA himself, Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, Jane Campion, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Hamaguchi, I swear I'm going to get it right one day. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Yeah, that newcomer, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Six decades, mm-hmm. he has been nominated for Best Director. Like, Crazy. that's insane. Eighth, his eighth directing nomination. Unbelievable. Not to mention, like, other nominations for like producing that he's you know directing alone so crazy crazy so what do you think of this list I think it's a good list you know I'm always gonna wish that there were more women Mm -hmm. (laughs) but glad that Jane Campion I mean very deservedly got nominated again first woman to ever nominated twice for best director mm-hmm. for the Oscars which is crazy that it's that's just now happening I think all of those directors deserve to be there um I don't know maybe it would have been nice to see like one kind of more newcomer I don't know who that could have been but 
I'm okay with this list. Despite not liking Lucrish Pizza as much, like I'm not surprised that Paul Thomas Anderson got in. Again, I really need to watch Drive My Car because this is the one that has me kind of excited. There's something clearly really special about this movie that it's managed to break through so many different categories. Kenneth Branagh directed a very personal movie and you see the love and affection that he has for the story through his directing. But like, this is Jane Campion's to lose. She is the clear front runner who should win and will win. And like, my gosh, after watching the movie itself and the fact that she like helped adapt the screenplay, the cinematography, the score, like the pacing by which this movie operates, like she is so deserving of this nomination. Um, Agree, the fact that this is the first time this has happened, that this is the second time nominee. But it would be really cool if we had two years in a row where women are winning Best Director. I mean, 100% agree. I think she will win. I think she should win. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to Best Actress then. Okay, Best Actress. We have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being The Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Let me just say this right off the bat. <laughs> I have not seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I feel really bad for counting out Jessica Chastain. She's a phenomenal actress. So like I should never count her out of anything. But the fact that she has kept the momentum for so long for this movie and she got into Best Actress, it, like, well done. I need to watch it. I think it's on HBO Max now. So I will I get around to seeing it. I did watch that. That was actually filmed in Charlotte. Hey, hey. So had to go, had to go see it to see some familiar landmarks, of course. Yeah, I thought she was really good in that movie. I mean, it's a very over-the-top performance, but I think Tammy Faye was over the top. (laughs) Yes. So, but I think she brings kind of a lot of heart to that role. So I was glad to see her in there. Again, surprised that Lady Gaga wasn't Mm -hmm. nominated, but not necessarily upset about it (laughs) yeah like it was a surprise that she didn't get in but it wasn't like her performance wasn't so good that it was like the biggest snub or anything yeah dude you should never count out olivia coleman like anytime she's in a movie it's like she's going to get nominated for For something (laughs) yeah which is why like I saw The Lost Daughter and I, that was a movie I was unimpressed by, but Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley did a great job acting in it. Don't think the movie was as great, but they were great in it. So. Oh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> really? I watched it and I was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I can see that it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea, I'm sure. It wasn't like a perfect film in my eyes, but yeah, Olivia Coleman, I thought was amazing in it. Steals every scene. Always, always love her. So never going to be mad about an Olivia Coleman nomination. <laughs> yeah. 
truly. So uh, with that though, who do you think will win the best actress race? I hate to say this, (laughs) but I think it's going to be Nicole Kidman. (laughs) Why do you say that? I don't know. I just, why do I think she's going to win? Yeah. Well, she won the Golden Globe. There's precedence. And also, Hollywood loves seeing stories about themselves. And I, well, it's only her and, no, there's J.K. Simmons. So that's what, three nominations. I think if they're going to award that film, this is where it's going to be. I know she's portraying a beloved Hollywood icon. So that, that I, I just think that's where it's going to go. And that, that film might be the film that, like, if, if voters are not watching everything, which that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> but I think that film might be the one that they, like, choose to put on because mm-hmm. there's, like, familiar names and, you know, story that people know. Yeah. That's who I think will win, not who I want to win. <laughs> yeah, Full disclosure, I have not seen Being the Ricardos yet. However, I do agree. I do think Nicole Kidman will win based on the nominations that she keeps getting. She was going to be a lock for this. Like you mentioned, Hollywood loves a movie about themselves, especially a beloved icon. So to be able to, Lucille Ball, so to be able to, to like, celebrate her in that way plus Nicole Kidman has been you know paying her dues for a long time she is one before in the past so a previous winner and it's been long enough since she's won her last Oscar that I think like this will be a time for her to receive that I also agree I don't think she should win it I do believe Kristen Stewart should win best actress See, I would say Olivia Coleman, but really, both, but really, both of them, I could either way, I'd be happy. Um, Listen, never count out Olivia Coleman. She has snuck it, like she beat out Glenn Close when it was supposed to be Glenn Closest yeah. to win. Like she won for the favorite. So, like, I could never, like, you can never root out Olivia Coleman. Mm-hmm. One other thing about the Nicole Kidman thing. Of, we literally saw this a couple years ago with Renee Zellweger. Yeah. So it's the same, same story. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, uh, Hollywood loves to repeat themselves and so yeah. does the Academy. So I, I mean, I love Nicole Kidman. Don't get me wrong. But this just wasn't my favorite performance or wasn't my favorite movie. Um, I guess I thought it was entertaining and it was an interesting story that I didn't really know a lot about her, you know, being mm-hmm. accused of being a communist and all that. Yeah, I will say my favorite performance of Nicole Kidman this past year was how she used to welcome me to the, every AMC <laughs> movie theater. That's um, I mean, another thing. If people are going to the movies, they're seeing her all over are, the place. <laughs> they are seeing her so much that like she was a welcome face for movies this year. Ergo give her the nomination and the win. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Shall we move on to best actor? Let's do it. Okay. For best actor, we have Javier Bardem for 
being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth. What do you think of this list? I think it's fine. Again, the only one that I would maybe have preferred someone else get in was the was Javier Bardem. Get on anything against him personally, just that wasn't my favorite movie. Being the Ricardos, I don't know. I maybe would have loved to see Peter Dinklage, even though I have not seen Cyrano yet. But same, I love him, and he's gotten some other nominations or Nick Cage for Pig. <laughs> What um, that would have been something would if been he would have gotten the nomination. nomination, or honestly, even Leonardo DiCaprio in Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really liked him in the movie, and I think that's more so what I want to see him doing is roles like that. <laughs> Interesting, but, but really happy to see, of course, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> who I've been championing this whole award season yeah Benedict Cumberbatch Will Smith Denzel Washington all amazing Mm -hmm. have no issues with any of those nominations yeah I think of this list this is this seems pretty standard or what was predicted Uh, Javier Bardem haven't seen his performance so can't really comment on that Benedict great as always Will Smith was fantastic for in King Richard I really love Tragedy of Macbeth, so I'm really happy Denzel got in. The way he and Francis McDormand did Shakespeare for me was just so good. And like, what a year. We got the Tragedy of Macbeth and the Green Knight, like two very- More of that, please. Yes, Hollywood, take those lessons. Like, let's do more, tell these stories in that way and like- You've got a gold mine, which A24 is doing it. So A24, keep doing it. This is great. Yeah. I wish Tragedy and Macbeth would have gotten into other categories or more other categories. Like Agreed. I mean, director was tight this year, but it would have been cool to see Joel Cohen get in for director or for best picture. But I can see why it didn't. That's not, again, Academy mm-hmm. voter sitting at home. That might not be the thing they choose to watch a you know, adaptation of a Shakespeare <laughs> yeah. play. But I really loved it. I thought it was just so unique visually. I'm really mm-hmm. glad that it got nominated for cinematography and production design. design. I, I was afraid it didn't get yeah. in for production design. So I just looked it up. Copy and, and paste those categories also. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Both of those were very, very well-deserved because that's some of the, it's one of the most like visually striking films that I saw this year. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, this list is, I mean, the performances have been really good. I mean, if I had to pick who should win, I have been rooting for Andrew Garfield since the moment Tick, Tick, Boom began. He is so magnetic in it. And like, I have rewatched The Social Network a couple of times since watching Tick, Tick, Boom. And it's just amazing. Like he's been such a great actor for so many years now. Here he is. Like he learned to sing for this movie and he sounds like he's been doing it his whole life. He is so good at it. And like, he 
matches the mannerisms of Jonathan Larson so well, like this manic kind of behavior and your heart breaks with him along the way. Like he is my best actor of the year, but I don't think he will actually win it, which is kind of sad. But I think the person who will win is equally deserving too. Would that person be Will Smith? It would be Will Smith. See, the little voice in my head says that that's probably going to happen. But I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to (gasps) say Andrew will win and he should win. Ah! I'm just going to put it on the line. Uh, Hey, you know, in some of these categories, you have to go for it. They both won a Golden Globe. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, as we get into like the other awards leading up to the Oscars, how things will go. That'll probably help inform my like final predictions a bit more, but. Totally. But I mean, I, I will say that, you know, Andrew Garfield was in the biggest movie, movie of the year. So that can't hurt. He should win best actor for his press tour alone. Precisely. And it, this also could be just because I follow a lot of like musical theater people on Twitter as well. But I feel like I just keep seeing more about Tick Tick Boom, like on the press and like kind of marketing side of things. And I've seen mm-hmm. nothing from King Richard. Like that's true. Since it came out, I haven't really seen, which again, doesn't really mean anything, but you know, sometimes the voters might go with who they're just seeing more about. I don't know. Wishfully thinking. But really, I mean, they're they're all deserving. So Yeah. I mean, Will Smith is an incredible actor. Kind of crazy that he does not already have an Oscar. Yeah. And I think that's why it may be this is the time that he gets the Oscar, is because he has done so many great roles. It this is kind of the time like he really does give it his all in this movie. And I think like he is deserving to win it. But I, but I said that about Glenn Close too and Olivia Colman won. So who's to say what will happen Oscar night? I did want to, before we move on to best supporting actress, I wanted to say you mentioned Nicolas Cage sneaking in for Pig. I think next year is his year for the unbearable weight of massive talent where he's basically playing himself. That is where I want to see him get nominated. If the movie is as good as it looks, I want him to get nominated and win it for that. That would be an outstanding win. So I'm, I'm putting my time is coming. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it could happen. It could. I think the Academy is starting to be a little bit more open just in terms of like the types of performances they're nominating. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we shall see. Shall we move on to Best Supporting Actress? Let's do it. All right. So for Best Supporting Actress, the nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast. Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog and Andrine Ellis for King Richard. What do you think of these nominated actresses? I think it's a good list. Well, I haven't seen Belfast, so I can't really speak to Judy Dench's performance specifically, mm-hmm. but all of the others I thought were really amazing. This might be my favorite category, mm. just in terms of the performances like overall. Most of those women 
were kind of my favorite parts of their respective movies. Mm-hmm. I would agree. This is a great list of nominees. As mentioned, I didn't care for Lost Daughter, but Jesse Buckley is great in the movie. Ariana DeBose, I couldn't take my eyes off of her once she was on screen. Judy Dench, it was a surprise for me, but Judy Dench is just always great. So I'm not surprised, but I'm still surprised because I did think Catriona Balfe was going to get in. Kirsten Dunst, I can't believe this is her first nomination because she is so freaking good and she's been working for years. Yeah, man, her performance is heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, like I, she was phenomenal. And at first, when Power of the Dog hype was beginning, it it did seem like this could be the year that she could win it. And I don't count her out necessarily of the race because she is so good in power of the dog and Andrean Ellis. Oh my goodness. She is so incredible and King Richard. I'm so glad that she was able to get in because I was afraid she was kind of on the bubble and wasn't going to hop into the list. So I'm glad that she is there. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know. I think, Ariana DeBose is going to win. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, she's phenomenal in the movie. Not to mention, like, she should win just for the fact that she had, like, if you haven't seen West Side Story, go see that. You know, if you haven't seen either West Side Story, you should start there. <laughs> you should do um, a double feature of both. Right. But she should win just for the fact that she had to perform that scene like in front of Rita Moreno who like won an Oscar for that same role like that blows my mind like the amount of pressure that she must have felt to get it right and to you know the nerves like I can't imagine doing that and Um, for such an emotional scene too that takes a lot out of you anyways if Rita Moreno wasn't even in the room oh yeah well yeah that makes it even more intense I think she will win I guess she should win I think all of them should win in this category (laughs) they're all winners they all get the golden statue I do think the the narrative of that will be you know that might be on people's minds Mm -hmm. Um, that'd be cool to see like is someone else winning for the same role kind of like a nice passing of the torch yeah which, hey, they've done that for the Joker, so why can't they do it for this role? So Listen, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the same quality. I'm just saying mm-hmm. there is there's precedent for this yes, now. But this is, I think, even more unique because it's, it's an adaptation of, like, the same movie. It's not mm-hmm. just a different version. It's like how many Queen Elizabeths or whatever have won. <laughs> That's true. Um, Judy Dench, she won for when in Shakespeare in Love. So for like the OG Queen, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think Angelou Ellis could also win. Mm -hmm. Or Kirsten Dunst. We'll see. (laughs) So for me, I have Ariana Debose will win and should win. She's doing all the right things. She's getting nominated everywhere. I really do think it's kind of hers to lose 
She had a really good episode of SNL. Uh, like, and because of that narrative of to win the same role that also won Rita Moreno mm-hmm. an Oscar and to do it with her in the room, like she's electric in the movie. And for everything else around West Side Story, which I think cinematography was fantastic. Spielberg really directed the heck out of this movie. Casting Ariana DeBose was like one of the best decisions they made. And I think. And she really makes the the role her own and she puts her own like interpretation on it, which, you know, again, they're they're professional actors. They do this, you know, for a living, but that. But they got so many Broadway actors to do this movie and it shows and she is Hamilton alum. Like, hello. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a lot of, I mean, it still has to be a lot of pressure to know like, okay, this is iconic material like an an iconic role you know it can be tough to you know kind of distance yourself from the versions that you've seen before but yeah Um, can we talk about the fact that we have two uh, performances in the acting races that have been directly influenced by Sondheim and Lin-Manuel Miranda yes I don't know. I just think that's really awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention Lebemo Miranda for Encanto. Yes, which no. he's getting um, his EGOT this year. I just don't see how he doesn't EGOT. Who do you have? I, okay. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I'm also just saying should never count out a Bond song. <sighs> yeah. And and Billie Eilish and Phineas, they did win the best song at the Golden Globes, which doesn't necessarily equate to the Oscars, but well, I'm just Disney, saying. I pour I, I, on I Disney for not submitting. We don't talk about Bruno, right? <laughs> is what I'm saying, but you know, yeah, they could give it to Dos Oreguitas to make up for. We don't talk about Bruno. That but is isn't I, Lynn a producer on Encanto? Mm-mm. Dang it. Don't believe he is. Yeah, I know. I had wondered that because I was like, oh. Because I, I also forget that No Time to Die is this year because the song came out so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, granted, when the Golden Globes were, when they happened, I don't think Encanto had blown up quite as much as it has. Mm-hmm. So... Any, you know, Academy voter who has young children, they're like listening to that soundtrack on repeat right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I'm also not saying I will be entirely surprised if it doesn't happen. You do make a good point. You never count out a Bond song. Just got to be real. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the last category of this podcast. Let's talk best supporting actor. We've got Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. What do you think of these nominees? I think this is a good list. I don't know that I would have put J.K. Simmons in there. 
again, I thought he was fine in being the Ricardos, but not, I didn't think he was doing anything like really outstanding, you know, really happy that Troy Kotzer was nominated. That movie came out so long ago. And I was like, is it, are people even going to remember this for best picture? Um, let alone any of the like other categories, but really happy that he was recognized because that performance is so heartbreaking. Uh, just so good. And the scene when he's asking Ruby to sing for him, like oh I was crying. Yep. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that needs, okay. First of all, if anyone who is at all involved with the Oscars broadcast is listening to this. <laughs> also, please, hi, thanks for listening. Bring back the freaking montages, the acting montages. Oh my gosh. That's all I got to say, but that needs to be like the clip they use. <laughs> yes. I got so mad they didn't do that last year. And I'm like, okay, last year was a weird year for well, so many reasons. We, we don't need to talk about last year because that'll We don't talk <laughs> about last year. Right. But <laughs> I just got to say, I love the montages. And I think that also is the best thing to do if you want to use the Oscars to inspire people to watch these films afterwards, because they realize, Oh, like this actually looks good. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Very happy that Jared Leto did not get it. <laughs> uh, same, same. Cause he's been nominated for a bunch of other stuff. So I would not have been surprised, but from what I've heard so far, I just feel like it was not necessarily an Oscar worthy performance. <laughs> It was not at all. Jared Leto is a fine actor. I'm maybe not his biggest fan, but this performance definitely was not helping him. So take out J.K. Simmons and stick in Mike face and I'm happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for real. But J.K. Simmons, former winner for Whiplash. So, you know, they do like nominating previous nominees or previous winners. So that is um, true. And that is one of my favorite performances, one of my favorite wins probably in recent years. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite films. I love it. Yeah. Footwash was so good. Yeah. I'm glad that Jesse Plemons got in first time nominee because mm. he's like consistently good, but I don't know. He's, Maybe not like the showiest performance in a lot of his movies, but he's always great. Mm-hmm. And he, I feel like he's in everything. <laughs> he really is. He'll just show up and it's great. <laughs> I do love that he and Kirsten Dunst are both nominated because A, they are a couple and yeah. B, they are a couple in this movie and C, they go through a lot of stuff in The Power of the Dog that like took out. I think more out of Christian Dunst than him, but to have them both nominated, I think is really sweet. Yeah. They won't be no tension in their household tonight. <laughs> no. I, not that there would be. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, they, they really do like root for each other. Um, and something I will say about Kristen Dunst too, in her statement today on, you know, her nomination, she was asked like, what movies does she still need to watch? She was like, I'm part of the Academy. I've already seen all of them. And I'm like, 
Now that's what I like to hear. Like members like Kirsten Dunst who. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. More of that, please. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. So of the nominees, who's your pick to, to win it? I think it's going to be Cody Smith McPhee. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting performance, like very different. And it, I don't know, it's, he's won, he's been consistently nominated for things. So that's kind of a good sign to predict, you know, if that's what you use to predict stuff off. It's also not often where like a younger male actor wins. You know, you'll we see that a lot with like the young kind of ingenue actress will win an Oscar, but you don't we don't normally see that for the guy sets of things. Mm-hmm. So this would be a nice change of pace, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think Cody will win it. I mean, just recently watch the movie. He is really incredible in mm-hmm. it, and then you know, like, yeah, yeah, like a good way, you know, it's it's like, you don't really know what is going on in his head, Mm -hmm. like the character, but you see it slowly unfold, and it's, there's a lot to it, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, he's playing with a lot of layers that Mm -hmm. is, yeah, really powerful, yeah, and a lot of times the supporting actor category, it seems like that's, always given to like a big showy performance mm-hmm. I mean not always but typically again like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash it's a very big performance yes but this you know in The Power of the Dog Cody Smith McPhee is very much more subtle kind of a quieter performance but really powerful nonetheless yeah I would want Troy Kotzer to win though same same (laughs) he is so incredible in coda seriously like if you haven't watched coda please watch it it is such a good movie Mm -hmm. and he is so good in it and actually i saw on twitter today that paul racy who was nominated last year for uh the sound of metal who's a deaf actor, he congratulated him too. And so I love seeing this as like a trend too of like, we're seeing the deaf community being celebrated and nominated in these like prestigious categories. And I I just love that. And so, yeah, I, I would be very excited to see Troy win it, but I won't be upset if Cody wins it because Cody, like you said, a very subtle, very powerful performance and what he's playing with I think he is also very deserving and I don't think that Jesse Plemons being in nominated in the category is going to hurt Cody's chances because we saw that last year with Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield both getting nominated for best supporting actor Mm -hmm. for Judas and the Black Messiah and people were worried that they would cancel each other out which that didn't happen so Uh-oh. Yeah, I guess Daniel Coley is, um, he's younger. Yeah, he's so only young. That so. doesn't always happen, but that's a very showy performance. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Great performance, but. Lakeith was not as showy. He was a lot more subdued yeah, in that I don't, movie. I don't think they'll cancel each other out. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that is the case, I think, or you fear that will be the case. 
they're very different performances within that film. Yeah. Wow. We just we just knocked out a lot of great Oscar categories here. And I mean, I always love talking Oscar things with you. Out of the bunch that we have talked about, or maybe we haven't talked about, do you have a favorite nomination for the 94th Oscars? I mean, I would say Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. is my favorite nomination, even though I n- knew that that was going to happen. You know, it wasn't a surprise, but that's like my favorite performance of the year, hands down. One of my favorite if not my favorite film of the year. So really love that. The other one that we did not talk about that I know you don't agree with me, or I don't think you agree with me, but for animated feature film, the Mitchells versus the Machines should win. I know it's not going to, I know it's going to be in contact, but that movie I adored. Again, one of my favorites of the year. Um, Everybody who has seen that movie says the exact same thing, that they adore it. I have not seen it, which means I need to. My mom was even telling me that she loved the movie and that I should watch it. So look, if it's between like those two movies, like that are both about family, Mitchell versus the Machines, I think is much better in terms of I mean, they're they're tell, they're exploring different sides of family. Sure, but I just I love that movie again. Olivia Coleman, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> made me cry, made me laugh. And I am not a huge like I'll watch animated movies, but I don't know. I'm not like I'm usually not like blown away by them mm-hmm. anymore. But I was very impressed with that movie. So that's all I got to say is Fine. that would win. But I don't. It's definitely not going to. But I wanted to <laughs> listen. Encanto is one of my favorite movies of last year. Every time I watch it, and I literally watched it like two weekends ago, and I still cheered up watching it. Mm. Like I adore this movie so freaking much, and I think it should win because I think it's very powerful and has a lot to say about family. Plus, it is just like visually like gorgeous it's so colorful and beautiful so that's me being a little biased though I will say the animation in Ryan the Last Dragon there are certain scenes in that movie that I forgot it was animation and I think it's a true testament to like where animation is going and what you can do with it so until Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out <laughs> this year and totally will win Best Animated Feature for next year. That's that's my vote right now. But I do love Lord and Miller, so like, I wouldn't be upset if they won. But I'd be a little upset because I do love Encanto so much. Yeah. See, I, I enjoyed it not as much as most people. Fair. I, my kind of thought on Encanto is that it, the music is better than the story mm. or at least how like the story kind of unfolded like the pacing and everything but maybe Flea will win who knows that would <laughs> be a big surprise very interesting I mean I think Flea is gonna win documentary you think so 
Well, I don't know. Summer or Soul could win. But I think if people enjoy Flea, that's the only place it's going to win mm. is in documentary because I don't I don't think it's going to win animated and it's not and I think Drive My Car is going to win international. Yeah. Um, and if not Drive My Car, I think it would be the worst person in the world. True. Because both of those have a lot of kind of push behind them. How's it be interesting to have an animated film win documentary, which I still don't fully like understand how that's a documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know it is, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I think for me, some of my favorite nominations out of the bunch obviously Andrew Garfield seriously if he didn't get in for best actor for a nomination I really think that would have been the one I would have rioted over Um, because like how could you not how could you not nominate him he's so phenomenal in it if he manages to win I apologize in advance to my neighbors because I will be screaming with like utter joy (laughs) oh yeah same my poor neighbors, they have had to put up with me watching the Bills Chiefs game when the fourth quarter never ended and it went to uh, overtime and the Bills lost. I did a lot of screaming during that point. So yeah, sorry, sorry to my neighbors on Oscar night because there's going to be a lot of screaming if Andrew Garfield wins. If Any other favorites? Honestly, I really do love that tragedy of Macbeth got as many nominations as it did I just was really genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed it so to see it get in for cinematography and production design I was very happy about loving all of the black and white films that for cinematography that have made it in I do think Dune will win it just because Dune is on like another level of like the way it was shot and just I think the cinematography is phenomenal in that. But also Power of the Dog was very impressive as well. And even West Side Story, like the shot of them coming in for the rumble still gives me chills every time. Ew. Like it, it's gorgeous. One of the that best shots of the what, year. Yeah, that was kind of what sold me. Like this movie might be okay because I was very wary of remaking West Side Story you know, when I first heard about it, mm-hmm. but I remember, I think it was the Super Bowl trailer or maybe it was during the Oscars. Yeah, I think Last it was year. during the Oscars. That probably would make more sense than the Super Bowl. <laughs> anyway, but that, when that shot came on the screen, I was like, oh, Spielberg ain't playing. <laughs> Spielberg ain't messing around. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of it. Andrew Garfield is a fave of mine. All of the CODA stuff makes me really excited. Seeing Shakespeare represented in the Oscars is always fun to see. I'm overall pleased with the list that we have received. I think there are some great performances, great things in film this past year that we get to celebrate come Oscars night on uh, March 27th. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and here's hoping it is a better ceremony than last year's, the one that we don't talk about. (laughs) Yes, let's hope that they've learned their lesson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll have a host this year, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, which, honestly, can we just have the Muppets be the host? That's all I'm saying. I'm with that. (laughs) 
I don't necessarily feel like we need a host, but I do think there needs to be like an MC or, you know, someone to start the show and end the show at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from like last year and even thinking back to like the La La Land Moonlight ending of that particular Academy Awards, it was really nice to have Kimmel up there to kind of be a point person to make sense of the craziness that unfolded and to be able to end the show in last year in particular, not having a host and it just kind of abruptly ending. Like you need a person to, as you say, like start the show, end the show, kind of move it where it needs to be. Even if things get chaotic and weird at the end, they can kind of like somebody who's able to like try and make sense of it and wrap things up in a way that is hopefully entertaining and not cringy. Yes. (laughs) Emily, there is nobody I would rather talk Oscar stuff with, speculate and predict alongside. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to join you on Fangirl Forum. And I... Very glad that we got to talk all things Oscar nominations. I've been bottling this up all day, excited to geek out over these nominations. So <laughs> thank you for providing me an outlet to do so. Always, always. Even if we weren't recording this, we'd still have to find a way to like talk about all of this oh, together. Absolutely. <laughs> Where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at CLT Cinephile. Yeah, yeah kind of mini movie reviews and also tons of Oscar kind of content. Be seeing much more of that over the next couple of weeks before March 27th. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Meredith Loftus. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Fangirl Forum Pod. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you for sticking around with me for 50 episodes. Crazy. I hope you have a fantastic day.